0: Greetings, ben here with another edition of SASmetric School. Today, why is the rule of 40 back in style? Now, as a CFO, I say financial discipline never goes out of style, but the Rule of 40, a popular investor metric, it's the trade-off between profit and growth, and I believe it adds financial discipline to our decision-making process within our SaaS company. Now, there are lovers of haters of the Rule of 40 that I teach in my metrics course, but it is on my five-pillar SaaS metrics dashboard under pillar four right at the top. So what is the rule of 40? At a high level, it is the trade-off between profit and growth. So we take our profit number, profit percentage, add it to our growth percentage, and that equals our rule of 40 number. And of course, 40, we want our number to be above 40. So what is profit? In private SaaS, I find that we use EBITDA margin. Now for public companies, it seems like they use free cash flow margin, but pretty much all experiences that I have had at the private SaaS level, We have used EBITDA margin for the rule of 40. Now, of course, you can game the EBITDA margin, but if you have a a clean EBITDA margin calculation, we're using that as the profit proxy. Now, what is growth? This could be total revenue growth. This could be our recurring revenue growth. And I don't think there are any definitions on this. If most of our recurring revenue is from, or I'm sorry, if most of our revenue is from recurring revenue, I would argue for a recurring revenue growth number. Uh, because we know, say, if we have professional services, very important, makes our customers successful, but that's one time in nature. And obviously, our goal is to push up our recurring revenue number. So that just depends. Now, what time period should we measure for this? For profit, I like to use the trailing three months or trailing six months as a profit for our, or I'm sorry, as a proxy for our EBITDA margin. So what is our current financial profile as of today and a long enough period that would give us a good proxy for that number? what time period should we we use for growth? This is going to be, in my opinion, a year over year number, whether that's quarter over quarter with the previous year, or maybe the last six months over the previous year's last six months. Again, we need a long enough time period that would give us a consistent growth number. And we're not cherry picking time periods, which is how SAS metrics can be very subjective. We cherry pick that time period to make the metric look better. So again, looking at year-over-year growth for that growth percentage. So when should I use the Rule of 40 within my company? Now, a lot of different opinions here. You see a lot of the big investment firms say 25 million error and above. Some you see 10 million error and above. Definitely, I think it's applicable at that level. Is it applicable at less than 10 million error? I do calculate it for my SaaS companies, but We're not over-rotating on that metric because it just depends on our objectives within our business, but it does become a red flag if it's less than zero and you're less than 10 million ARR. We got to figure out what's going on. We don't really have any growth. We don't really profit. So that's where I use it as a red flag as a high-level indicator. So again, it's the it helps us understand that balance. There are trade offs within our SaaS business. If we're pushing for growth and we sacrifice a margin, or if we're in a low growth environment, we better be producing nice cash flow EBITDA margins. So that's how I use it, how I calculate it, and just some thresholds to think about when you implement this for your SaaS business. So I hope you enjoyed this episode on the Rule of Forty.